This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Free speech lives here. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT HD, WOGL HD3, Philadelphia, a radio.com station. Now, from the Malamut and Associates Law Studios, it's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour. The Mortgage Mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. All right, good morning. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, The Mortgage Mom, Deanne Kitsaris. How are you, Dan? I'm doing great, Mark. How are you? I'm very, very good this week. And we're here every Sunday morning on 1210 WPHT, 9, 8 o'clock. If you want to ask a question about commercial, residential, uh, mortgage needs, give us a call. My number is 267-266-5501. What's your number, Deanne? My number is 609-605-7153. We're here after 11 years just to keep you informed what's happening. Wish everybody would listen to us so we have more inventory. But you can listen to this show and past shows at our webpage, Good News and Real Estate, and also at WPHT's website. So what's coming up today? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Yes. We have our business tips with Asking Dr. A. I'm not sure what they are, but I know he's got some. I think we're going to continue with how to hire the right person using his assessments. We also have Mark's funny story. Got one for you. We have our mortgage mom topic. Which is what? Ten commandments for purchasing your home. Uh Uh-oh, this sounds serious. (laughs) (laughs) And Mark, today we're honored to have our guest segment. Um, Today we have Ray Gaber. He is the owner of Realty Mark Real Estate Company. And he's here to talk to us about his company and the market. Very good. I know Ray good. He's a good guy. He is a good guy. We also have our questions and answers. If I buy a foreclosed home fix it up, then resell it, is it possible to sell to someone with a credit score of a 540 anyway without using a credit score? Next question is, mm-hmm. would the seller consider a 6 or 12 month lease at which time we would get our own financing? If you don't next ask. question. <laughs> yep, the answer is no. The next question is, my mother put her house in my name before I turned 18, I am now 30, but all the property taxes have been paid every year and the house is fully paid for. Now that my parents are elderly, my brother is upset that the house will be left to me. Is there anything he can do? My mother also bought him a house, but he sold it. Thanks for the advice. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one. It is a good one. And Mark, the last question is, what appliances are going to be conveyed at settlement? None of my instruments, I'll tell you that part. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We also have our topic of the day. 
why selling your house on your own in 2021 is a huge mistake. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that one. All right, but first, give us your motivational quote. And the motivational quote is, the reward of a thing well done is to have it done. So you got to get started or it's not going to happen. There you go. And the reward is you get it done. You procrastinate. <laughs> You know, I procrastinate on a few things, but not too many. But then, I have a, when I get, then when I get it done, it's done. There you go. I have a sign on my desk that says, procrastination is the thief of time. It is. All, All right. right. So, Mark, so we, we are up to the market report. And there is the bell. So, anyway, 60% of the home buyers and sellers say they're very optimistic about the housing market in 2021. And that's a leap above the 2020 numbers, according to a new survey by Redfin. High earners and homeowners are the most upbeat. Survey of more than 1,400 people was, was conducted in December. Nearly three quarters of the respondents who earn more than 150 grand said that the housing market will fare better in 2021 than in 2020, the highest of any other income group. Also, 64% of the homeowners believe the housing market this year will outperform last year. I, I agree with them, too. I do, too. Seller, sellers express more optimism than buyers. I just wish they get a little more active. So, you know, recent double-digit gains in the home prices likely explain, explain the seller enthusiasm. Most homeowners are well aware that their home has increased in value, and they're wealthier on paper, and they're optimistic, but... Unless you put it on the market, you're not going to reap the benefit here. And we need some inventory bad. That belief is well-founded. I expect prices to keep continuing to grow throughout the year. And they say the current homeowners are likely to benefit the most from the hot market. But the buyers are going to have a harder time breaking into the market because of the lack of the inventory. And the price is going up a little bit. But is there a lack of inventory? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I told some people from last week's show that there was 3,600 actives in all Philadelphia. And they just thought I was lying to them. When I, I taught a class on Saturday at the, my zero to $20 million class and to the students, and not, they didn't believe me. I'm tell, I said it's the lowest number I've ever seen in 11 years doing market reports. I. All right, so the renters may be drawn at record low, but the renters are hoping to become first time home buyers. Uh, but, you know, some were discouraged by the high prices and the competition, but they'll get over it and eventually they'll find a house. So, when's the best time to sell? Now. When's the best time to buy? Now. Exactly. And, you know, Mark, you're talking about people not wanting to pay more for the house, but it's being offset. And it makes sense because we're actually doing the numbers with the yeah. interest rates. Right now, you're looking at a 30-year fixed rate from 2.50 to 2.625%. And that's for your 30-year conventional. Again, depending on what your credit score is um, and what your loan-to-value is. But also with your 30-year FHA, you're looking at 2625 yeah. So with the cost of the house being higher and the interest rate being lower, it's the same as where we were two years ago, a year and a half ago. And actually, you're going to appreciate even faster. And now they're talking about all these tax credits. So next year, you write off all that plus maybe 15 grand in taxes. So it's a win-win. All right. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD all positive all the time. We'll be right back. 
On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more after the break and this message from Debt-Free Living. Learn more at wehatedebt.com. Welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. So where are we at, Deanne? Mark, we're up to your funny story. And I got one for you. So in a small small town, right, this person decides to open up a bar, and which the church, it's right across the street from a church. So the church congregation, they're not too happy about that. They start a campaign to block the bar. They try to fight the zoning, opening the petitions. They pray daily against the guy's business. But the work progresses, and however, when it's almost complete, and it's about to open a few days later, a strong lightning bursts, hits the bar, and burns it to the ground. And the church church folks were rather smug in their outlook after after that and the bar owner the bar owner sued the church authorities on the ground that the church through its congregational prayers was the ultimately responsible for the demise of his oh bar either though even through direct or indirect actions or means because you know, hired a lawyer here in its reply to the court the church vehemently denied responsibility any connection that their prayers were the reason the bar shops demise as the case made its way to the court, the judge looked over the paperwork at the hearing and he commented, he goes, I don't know how I'm going to decide this case. It appears from the paperwork, we have a bar owner who believes in the power of prayer and we have an entire church congregation that dev- says that, that devotees that don't. jeez. Oh, <laughs> I thought that All was right. an interesting one. Yeah, to say the least. <laughs> If you have a funny story you'd like to send, please send it to 8029 at Comcast.net or give us a call at 267-266-5501. And now it is time for the Mortgage Mom segment with Deanna Cyrus from Green Tree Mortgage. And her topic is the 10 Commandments for Purchasing a Home. So tell me about this one. Mark, this just, it doesn't get old. And I can revise, I send this flyer out every time we have a buyer it doesn't get old. I change it. They still don't pay any attention to it. But it is <laughs> the Ten Commandments for purchasing a home. And we've I'm actually making people sign it now because oh. thou shall not change jobs or become self-employed or quit your job while That's... getting pre-approved. Yeah, you want to make them sign it. <laughs> I am going to make them sign it because what do you mean I can't get a job on unemployment? I mean, I can't get a home on unemployment. All right, the next one is thou shall not buy a car, a truck, or a van, or you may end up living in it. True. <laughs> thou shall not use credit cards excessively or let your accounts fall behind. Good advice. I just had a woman call me yesterday or Friday. She said she's getting ready to clear to close, has an account with her ex husband. He forgot to pay the bill. Went 30 days late. (laughs) Thou shall not spend money you have set aside for your closing costs. Yes. The next one is thou shall not omit or delete debts from your loan application. Oh, I didn't know that huge student loan that's in default wouldn't matter. Uh, Tell me the the whole truth and nothing but the truth. (laughs) 
<laughs> Thou shalt not buy any furniture. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. when somebody calls and says, I want to get back into the house, I just need to take a couple quick measurements. measurements that's the you know that they went to Raymore and Flanagan, applied for that 0% interest card, and are buying furniture. Yeah. That large sectional. Thou shall not originate any inquiries on your credit, which means... Guys, when you know you have a big garage and you go out and you apply for that new truck loan, that's going to show up on your credit prior to closing. And that new liability could make you ineligible for purchasing that new home. Thou shall not make large deposits without first checking with your loan officer. See, I can envision these tablets just exploding as I'm saying them, right? (laughs) (laughs) And Mark, what do you what do you consider a large deposit? Like anything, like like thousands of dollars. I mean, it's you gotta, really it's it's really anything over five hundred dollars that's really abnormal in your yeah. bank statement. And right. it doesn't mean the deal's going to blow up. It just means we're not going to be able to use that deposit unless we can source it for the your purchase. Ma- the old mattress money. The old mattress money, and if they want to use the mattress money. It needs to sit in the account for 60 days. Right. So once they deposit that cash in 60 days on the 61st day, we take their application. They can do their earnest money deposit. Underwriter's not really going to question where that's coming from. Another 60-day rule I didn't get invited to that meeting about. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The last one is thou shall not change bank accounts or co-sign for a loan for anyone. Yeah. Again. Another situation, spent six months working on somebody's credit, um, getting ready to go to closing. Her son was going to co-sign for her. We re-pulled the son's credit. We find out that the son co-signed for his college roommate's house three months ago. Yep. Guess where him and mom spent Thanksgiving? Uh, In their brand new apartment. So it's important. I send this out to people when purchasing just because... First-time homeowners don't know all this information, and it's second really my time, job. Second-time buyers forget all this stuff, too. Yeah, they everybody does. They get so excited with the purchase, but it's my job to be able to educate them, guide them through the process, keep them on track, keep them as stress-free as possible, and get them to the closing table as quick as possible. So right. if anyone would like a copy of these Ten Commandments or have questions on your purchase, Feel free to give me a call. You can reach out to me at 609-605-7153. I have a great new website that's going to be hitting hitting the airs in February, which is mortgagemom.net. So keep an eye out for that. I'm real excited. They did such a great job. You should post the Ten Commandments on Facebook or something. I will. All I right. will. I will. All right. So now right, so we, we are... are. We are up to our question and answer segment. That's all right. So what's the first question here? You ready? I'm ready. If I buy a foreclosed home, I fix it up and then sell it. Is it possible to sell to someone with a credit score of a 540? And is there any way without using a credit score? Yeah, cash. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you know, I don't know how they're going to do that. Well, you could they, say, well, well, they could hold a note. They could they hold could, the note. They, they could have a, a title company or somebody put together a uh, a mortgage, and they could hold a note and do that to eventually they straighten out their credit and uh, and get a mortgage or cash. 
Right. They could also go through a hard money lender. Yeah, they maybe. Yeah, it but, depends. Yeah, but yeah, a five forty credit score. Be, yeah, five forty credit score. Pretty low. Hard money lender is going to be a lot of points. It's going to be very expensive. But if you got the cash, it's all right. There you go. All right. Next question. Would a seller consider a six or 12 month lease at which time we would get our own financing? Yeah, everything's negotiable. If you don't ask, the answer is no. So this this seller, this buyer, they would they got something going on in their life. They want to buy the house, but they'd rather lease it and with an option to purchase. That's what this is. You know, some people call it buy to rent to buy, but it's really a text, at least the purchase. And you do it if the seller thinks it's legitimate, it's all explained, and they're willing to do it, and they give you a six to 12 months lease with some stipulations that you have to get pre approved and be able to buy that house at 12 months. Yeah, right. it's doable. A lot of times, what'll happen, Mark, is I'll call the sellers, especially if they're working with me to get the financing. You know, this, they, they want to know why can't they purchase right now? And it might be a matter of having something seasoned, getting something paid off. It yeah. might be because they haven't been on the job long enough. So a lot of times I'll call the seller and go over it with them, and then they'll be able to set up a special agreement. Yeah, and the seller, it could be a win for the seller if he's not in a rush, like he's the house is empty or something like that, you know. So it all, all right, depends. The next, the next one's going to be a good one. Yeah. So if a house deed was registered in my name before I turned 18, can it be dis can it be contested by a disgruntled relative that wants the house? So this goes back to the beginning, right? When we were doing the questions um, where the mom put the, the house in the name before she turned 18. Now she's 30. All the property taxes have been paid every year and the house is fully paid for. My parents are elderly. My brother is upset because the house will be left to me. Right. Is there anything he can do? My mom already bought him a house, and he sold it. Yeah, so now he cashed in, and he's broke. So right. now he wants another house. <laughs> so somebody's you know, got to have a sit-down with him. <laughs> well, this is, where, this is where Legal Shield and having a will and having everything spelled out legally comes in. What's, what's the number? 80% of the population doesn't have a will? That's correct. And and like now, they said elderly, not dead, right? Correct. All right. So that this is, you put everything in writing and, and you make it legal. But for this other one to just show up and say, you know, I want my share now after they had a, had a bite at the pie. You know, that's why everything should be in writing. There's the handshakes and all that. They sounds great until it comes to money. And then... There's always problems down the road. Like, even, like, I know something with the, um, I don't know if I should say it, but, like, All right, so I, know, anyway. I know a family that once one person dies, there's going to be a war right. over this property unless it's spelled out correctly in a trust or a will. So yeah. everybody should get a will. What's the last one? The last question is, what appliances are going to be conveyed at settlement? You can my at the convent. You can have everything but the musical instruments. I could care less. <laughs> <laughs> How about the microphone? And no, no microphones, no guitars, drums, everything. Like that's going with me. Washer, well, dryer, refrigerator, the rest of the stuff you can have. I don't care. 
Well, let me ask you a question. If When you sell your house, are you going to put a clause in there that you need to rent the studio out? Yeah, there might, have, there, yeah, there might be something. I, I get to use the <laughs> studio on uh, certain days. I don't think I'm selling the convent anyway. But anyway, uh, this all should be in the contract because, you know, the big one, that the mistake that agents make, they take somebody puts in the MOS that washer and dryer is included. So the agent just writes a contract, and then what's included in sale, uh, they don't put in washer and dryer. And if it's not in the contract, it don't count. But uh, So then they get to the house for the final walkthrough, and there's no washer and dryer. And then a big fight breaks out, and they said, well, you said in, in the multiple listing service, washer and dryer was included. Yeah, but you didn't put it in the contract. So we figured we could take it. And there you go. And now you got like the five hundred thousand dollar house, or like my friend Lou, the eight hundred thousand dollar house, and he didn't like the buyer, so he's going to burn the curtains, right. <laughs> you know, or take the I chandelier. Mean, yeah, like that kind of stupid stuff, you know. So you put it in the contract. Now the stuff that's attached, the microwave building the wall, the dishwasher building the wall, the refrigerator, in almost all cases now, and the gas range have to be included. But like the other stuff, washer, dryers, you know, unless you put them in the contract, no, they don't have to be included. So if it's it not just, in writing, it doesn't exist. That's what I was going to say. It just goes back to your previous statement saying put everything in writing. It just keeps everything clean. There's no questions. There's no disputes. It's black and white. And that's I, that's the same thing with the going back to the Ten Commandments. Well, yeah. people say, well, you didn't tell me not to do that. Well, now everything's in writing, so right. everything I told you is right here. I did a deal with a dog one time. I, you know, they like the buyers like the dog, the sellers couldn't take the dog, so we put the dog in the contract. Just for I got to tell you, I I just <laughs> found my mom. Right, the dog, the puppy I got for my mom. I just had to find him a new home. I was really nervous writing everything up, saying, you know, like no refund, you can't bring them back. <laughs> I didn't know what to really say. But we put Aww. everything in writing, and it's and puppy's very happy. Good. I'm glad he's got a good home. He does All have right. a good home. All right. So coming up next is our guest segment with Mr. Ray Gaber. He's the owner of Realty Mark Real Estate Company. He's here to talk about the market and also about his fabulous company. All right. Very good. All right. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive. All the time. We'll be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. Hi, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT All Positive. All the time. So where are we at, Deanne? Mark, we are up to our guest segment. And we are honored to have Ray Gaber here today. He is the owner of Realty Mark. Hey, how are you guys? I haven't seen you for a while, Ray. <laughs> but I know, I know you... it's been a while. Happy to, happy to be part of this today. Happy New Year. And I know your company's grown like wildfire. I know a few agents that just actually joined your company. And uh... Yeah, it's growing like a weed. <laughs> what, what do you think? That's a different one. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your company, Ray. Well, we started off about in 2010, and we have uh, thousands of agents now throughout Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland, and now we just recently licensed in New York. 
Oh. So you were really spreading out. I think uh, back in 10, yeah, I think you had like 500 agents or something. I remember you telling me. And now you're probably up to what, 1,500, 2,000 agents? Yeah. It's around that 1,500 number now. It's crazy. Wow, that's a lot, that's a lot of agents. And I, I, I know what it's like to deal with lots of agents. <laughs> so you got your hands full. So, uh, they are very needy sometimes. Yeah. So, so tell, tell us, us your thoughts on the market and what do you th- what, what do you think's happened, especially since you're you're so spread out. Well, everything seems to be, uh, you know, even once once the market opened up after COVID, we were allowed to open up back in June. Uh, kind of exploded and it has not stopped since. Uh, we didn't expect to see that kind of growth, but. You know, with the interest rates staying low, which I think are going to continue, I don't see any indicators that says they're going to go up right now. Um, you can get so much value, you know, so cheap, it doesn't even pay to rent anymore. You're paying someone else's mortgage. So it's it, it's just the way, you know, and, and people are realizing that, you know, prices, uh, you know, you can get a lot of house for a little money right now. Yeah, you can. And... Like we were on last week's show, we mentioned that uh, the rent citywide for a one bedroom is fifteen hundred fifteen hundred dollars now. Yep, I believe it, and it's uh, you know, and a lot of people that are renting are now you know, and, you know getting pre qualified, and you know they're, they're ready to move to the next level and realize why should I pay someone else's mortgage when I can have it as my own. And there's so many programs with grants and you know an FHA where you can get down in into a property with very little down. Yeah, and and there's also you always have the seller assist, and if you got experienced agents, there's a way to make things happen. And I think it's going to banging all the way through 2021. I, I think the next couple of years, unless government tinkers too much, if government stays out of it, I think we're in good shape. I agree. The one thing that's making me a little nervous, I don't know if you read it, but they, they're they appointing somebody else. To, what's that CF, the Consumer Financial, what's it called? The one that CFDA. came up with TRID and all that yep. stuff. Like, they're back in the game, and so we may see some new regulations. You know, a couple of yeah, more let's pages. Hope, let's hope it doesn't, they don't interfere too much. Right. But Ray, tell us should stay strong. Tell us yeah. a little bit about your company because I was it was really cool when you and I were talking earlier about you know buying someone's house and then for them coming to settlement. There was some different things that that you do that is a little bit different than the rest of the companies. Yeah, we're a little different than everyone else. We start off. Uh, we have uh, our own TV show. It's on every Sunday morning on PHL seventeen uh, between nine and nine thirty a.m. The show's been on over, it's in its eighth year running now, and it's been on consistently. So the old-fashioned style of watching houses on TV and versus the Internet, and it it attracts, you know, thousands and thousands every week tune into it per the Nielsen ratings. I know, you've been on a long time. Yeah, so, you know, when our agents go on listings, they're like, do you, you know, list it with me and I'll put it on TV. Which is a good so, selling. Very attractive to a lot of makes us different than the others. Some of the other things we do, we'll uh, we'll send stretch limousines to bring our clients to and from the closings. We say everyone's a VIP at Realty Mark. Does that we include the mortgage person? Guy. Like, can I be picked up along the way? <laughs> of course, of course, <laughs> absolutely. 
just let us know you know what you need and we'll stock the back for you there you go i know that yeah. ray's done a lot of interesting things for his agents like he took some more cruises he sets up all different stuff like he he's good at running yeah, his we're, company we're very agent oriented where uh, it, what Mark just said, we anyone that performs between six and twelve transactions a year, we take them and a guest on a seven to ten night cruise every year. Obviously, this cruise was pushed back; it was supposed to be February twenty eighth. So we're waiting for the ships to open again, and we'll probably do something later in the fall because we want to get the the twenty twenty one cruise in because the twenty twenty two is already being planned as well. Yeah, that's. I always thought that was a cool idea. It's definitely an incentive. Right. Plus, you get them to bond a little bit, you know? It's a lot different when yeah, we're in the office versus being at the beach and at the pool and out to dinner every night together. So it does give them... A lot of them end up doing a lot of deals as well just because they they kind of... You know, they're out there talking to each other. Yeah. Some of the things we do for our clients, a little out of the box, we have something... Uh, we say, buy your next house with me and we'll sell your house for free. Because our agents keep 100% of their commission, they can do things that other agents typically can't. Right. Now, there are some stipulations with it, uh, but when I say for free, the listing side is free. Right. So our side is free, but we guarantee ourselves an automatic you know, a buyer. Right. And typically, the buyer doesn't pay our commission. It's the seller paying our commission, typically. So we, you know, we'll work really hard for our agents, for our clients, and someone else pays the commission. So... Our, our clients get to have us for free, yet they could save, could be tens of thousands of dollars if they use a realty mark agent versus another agent. That's true. Uh, That's a great some of the other strategy. Things, it, thanks. And, and, it, and it works well. I mean, a lot of the agents, you know, it's hard to grasp that because they say, why would I give up something? And, and I say, well, you're not giving up something you didn't have yet. Yeah, that's so always a battle more with of agents. Guarantee. <laughs> yeah. And we want them to, you know, we want our previous, you know, any, any of our clients are going to now refer our agents to any of their family and friends, neighbors, teachers, classmates, um, you know, especially when you can save them that kind of money. Really? So if somebody were to buy a house for $600,000, we get paid from the seller. But typically that's not your first time home buyer. They want to sell their house for 300000 So if we could save them, for instance, 3% of that, the listing side, there's 9,000 reasons they should use a realty mark agent versus another. Right. That's a good strategy. That's a great idea. Yeah, I like that. That's why he raised growing so fast, things like that. Well, we give them the marketing tools that they need. And, you know, we do something for the clients. Another one that we do is uh, if, you know, if we don't sell your property in six months, we will sell it for free. We're going to put our money where our mouth is. I say to my agents, if you can't sell a house in six months, you don't you don't deserve to have it relisted. Right, right. you shouldn't be so, in the business. Yeah, that, especially that one's now. a little easier to sell to our to our agents. They're usually pretty, you know, usually okay with that one. And then another, just to extrapolate on the other, buy your next house with me. We'll sell your house for free. We'll say to anybody, if you're ever unhappy with a property you bought from a realty mark agent, if you're, you know, and if you're unhappy with that property for any reason, we will resell it for free. And so there's some, there's, gives them an there's some really good promises there, right? I got to admit, man. I wish I would have had And we do put it all in writing. And there are some stipulations that right. obviously, you know, in terms and conditions on our website, realtymark.net. And, you know, but it ultimately, it, 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 you know, it saves the clients the money. And 
you know, at the end of the day, everyone needs to save some money. No it's also it. given them a peace of mind. So, you know, they there's no pressure, you know, if it doesn't work out, you know, again, it's just it, it takes away that stress factor. And especially if there if it is a first time home buyer, it just it gives them that sense of security a little bit. It's like taking the used car back to the dealership if you don't like it in a week. Well, you know, it's just one more avenue of reassurance that would obviously sell their house for free if they were not happy with it. And, you know, certainly we'd be happy to sell them another one. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Ray's a great broker. Sure, I'm going on that one. We got gotcha. you. And Ray's a great broker, and I remember when he was first starting Realty Mark, and he's grown this thing exponentially. So tell everybody how to get a hold of you, Ray. Um, RealtyMark.net. You can see, you know, ton, you know, thousands of our agents are on there. And, you know, reach out to us if you're interested in a career or interested in buying or selling your house. We can definitely do some unique uh, things to save you money and make it worth your while to choose one of us versus the thousands of others that you could as our competition. And what time's your show on Sunday morning? PHL 17, uh, 9 o'clock to 9.30 a.m. And our agents get to put their listings and our agents get to put their listings on our TV show for free. You've been doing that eight years. We're 11 years now. Yeah, it's in a, Time flies, man. It's in a, It does fly. It does fly. I can't believe it. We, we put, you know, we, we, we give it that extra, extra thing that it needs. And sometimes we, we sell an extra thousand homes a year just because we're on TV. All Sounds right, Ray, good, thank Ray. Thank you very much. We appreciate you being a guest right. and we'll talk to you soon. Be well, be well and safe. Thank, thank you. you. Coming right. up next is our topic of the day. Why selling your house on your own in 2021 is a mistake. That's true. So with that, you're. That was a great thing with Ray. Uh, Ray's a good guy, like Ray. And you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at mortgagemom.net. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. So where are we at, Deanne? Mark, we're up to our topic of the day, which is why selling your house on your own in 2021 is a big mistake. This is a big mistake. And I, I you know, we talk about for sale by owners, FISBOs, and I give out the statistic. I read one statistic today that was uh, like 7%, but I, I always heard it was a lot, lot lower. It's like 97% of people that list their house by themselves end up listing and then they end up hiring an agent. And out of the 3% that do make it to the settlement table, half of them fall apart because of all the home inspections, the appraisals, all the stuff that has to take place. And they're not professionals. So in this great market, why would you do this? And so I'm going to give you some reasons. Number one, your safety, especially with this COVID uh, your safety should always come first. That's the most crucial. You know, if you if you're listed with a, a real estate company, you know who's coming, when they're coming, why they're coming, who they're coming with. 
They're not knocking on your door at at eight o'clock in the dark and saying, "Hey, can I come in and take a look at your house?" You know, <laughs> they don't think about that. I remember real fast one on Richmond Street. I used to ride by all the time, and it was the middle of the afternoon. And I seen the sign. I knocked on the door, and this lady said, "Come on in." She didn't ask me for a business card. Nothing. Oh I waited until I got all the way up in the front bedroom, and I said, "How do you know I'm a realtor?" And she looked at me, and she went, "That sob." <laughs> he oh, told me to. He told me to let in anybody that knocked on the door. Oh, I my said, God. "You know, safety first here." Absolutely. But they don't think about that. And now, with the protocols and everything else in place, you know, regulating the number of people that's coming to your home to ensure proper sanitation after showings, you know, all that stuff can be handled by an agent. Number two, a powerful online strategy. You know, agents, God, are going to put this on the MOS and Facebook and all the sites. And, and it goes through a hub and it goes out to all those, Zillow and yeah, the whole list of them. And studies show that 43%, or I think it's more like 80, I think it's like 87% of buyers start looking out, start online. Uh, actually, it's 97%. So, you know, you want to get exposed as much as possible. And then the big thing is there's all kinds of stuff that has to be negotiated. The price, the terms, all the little clocks in there. When the next money has to be in, whatever, the home inspection, the appraisals, all that stuff's got to be done. Who's going to do that? Like, you know, just because somebody's got a good job or makes a lot of money, it doesn't mean that they're going to be good at handling this transaction. And and then the other thing is you want to make sure that this purchaser is qualified. You know, do they just knock on your door and say, yeah, how much do you want? Oh, I want 200 All right, I'll buy it. And they shake hands, and then they go looking for a contract online or something. Like, how do they know they're, like, if they're with you, they're totally pre-approved, all their tax returns are in, bank statements, W-2s, whatever. They're totally good to buy. And then finally, uh, there's a lot of legalities. Like, you don't, you don't want to end up in court like our last week's joke, remember that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, avoid court at all times. So, you know, you have a professional... And in reality, you net more money using an agent. They all do it to save the commission. But in, in statistically, and this is the truth, they net more by having a real estate agent on their side. So don't do it by yourself. Don't get down. But we could save 6%. And that's like, I got a $200,000 house. That's twelve grand. Yeah. But if you don't end up netting that... Or you price it wrong. Or you end up in court. Or you end up in court or whatever. Right. Uh, you know, who's doing a negotiation? And face-to-face negotiations, not everybody's good at that stuff. Like realtor, real, real estate agents do it all the time. You know, but the average buyer, they negotiate a couple times in their whole life. Like maybe an extra deal at, at some appliance place or on a car and a house, and that, you know, two or three times, you're not an expert negotiator. So, anyway. Very good. I, good. I could go on forever on that topic. We know. So, Mark, we are up to our segment <laughs> with Asking Dr. A, and we're up to, our topic is how to hire the right person using assessments. Dr. Abelson, how are you? 
I'm doing wonderfully. How are you guys? We're, We're great. Good. So, so pick it up where you left off last week because it was very interesting about picking the right person. Sure. Well, let's talk about the idea. The main issue is how to use assessments when you're doing that. And one of the other areas that, that we do on a regular basis is if you work, if you're getting assessments from somebody, are they actually helping you solve your problem or are they just selling you assessments? Right. And what happens regularly with us is people, our clients call us up and say, you know, I have some questions or have some issues or give me a little more insight into what to ask this person. Right. And when we do that, I mean, we, we're always open and we're not, we don't charge like attorneys. Like, right. like if I'm on the call for two minutes, you get charged for 15. I don't do stuff like that. Right. So, I mean, as long as you don't abuse the relationship, all you have to do is call. The same thing should happen with you if you're using an assessment. If you have questions about the assessment that you're using, or if you want to pursue something else regarding you know, that particular person that you're interested in. I mean, what good is an assessment company to help you hire somebody if they're not helping you hire somebody? That's right. If they're just selling you assessments. So it's, 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 it's important to make sure that, that you're able to do that with a person. And when you call them, they're knowledgeable. Now, it most happen, what happens most of the time is somebody sells you the assessment, but somebody else is the expert. That's okay, too, as long as, you know, you know who the expert is and you're talking to the person who really understands the assessments and you're not talking to the salesperson because they may or may not really be able to help you. That's right. And I, I actually had a couple of students I brought. I taught a class on Saturday, and I talked to a couple of students about your assessment, and they mentioned another one on this. And I said, and what, did, what happened after the fact? Well, they just sent it to me. I said, nobody talked to you or validated it or or anybody talked, you know, the, it wasn't used correctly. Like the whole point, like when I recruit uh, as somebody and I use your disc assessment, then I validate it by sitting and talking to them and asking them about what they agree and don't agree with. And, and most of the time they're shocked how accurate it is. But like it, that, that's a bonding issue. You bond with them. You know, right. your, your assessment right. is I mean, the number one in the country as far as I'm concerned. Well, thanks, Mark. And, and that, I mean, that gets us, gets us to another point, And that is, is the assessment that you're using accurate? I mean, you can actually get a free assessment. Okay. Yeah. But how much is it costing you to get an assessment for free? I mean, if it's not accurate and, and it doesn't really peg the individual, it's not helping you. In fact, it's making things worse because you're making assumptions and you're making decisions regarding an assessment that isn't accurate yeah. or isn't measuring the type of things that you need it to measure. You're defeating the whole purpose of doing the assessment is to avoid making mistakes. And now you use the wrong assessment and you made a mistake. <laughs> yeah, right. It's ironic, actually. <laughs> It, well, it's it's actually worse than 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 not using an assessment because you're making false assumptions. Yeah. About the individual, whether you're using it for hiring or whether you're using for reassigning people. I mean, our clients use it for reassigning people within the organization as well. You right. know, so so it, it depends on how you want to use it as far as what you should be doing. You know, the accuracy of the assessment itself. All right, that was very good, doctor. So tell everybody how to get a hold of you. Well, remember, anybody who contacts us through this is, can get a free assessment, right? Uh, so the number is 979 uh, 696 or just email us at succeed at ablson, A-B-E-L-S-O-N, dot net.
All right, we'll talk to you next week. See you later. All right, if you have any questions, you can email them to 8029 at Comcast.net or give Mark a call at 267-266-5501. You can also email me at dnketsaris at Comcast.net or give me a call at 609-605-7153. And a special thanks to all our listeners for tuning in every week and to our special guest today, Ray Gaber from Realty Mark. With that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, positive all, all the, the time. time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Kraus at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded. When we make a profit, you see it. Better rates, fewer fees, and we give back to the community. All the things that you want from a financial institution. Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours.